it's good to to have you this evening. Mm -hmm. We are still continuing on our subject. Authority. Authority of what? What's what? So as we begin today's study, the first thing that I still want to remind you is the subject matter. Constantly reminding yourself that objectively, when we talk about authority of God's word, we are simply telling ourselves as believers that number one, when you are a child of God, you have a weapon which is called God's word in your hand. This weapon, which is called God's word, carries with it authority. Say here. Say here. It carries with it what? Authority. And by now we all know that authority is very important. Because even from scripture, <clears throat> in Ecclesiastes, let me just look for it. In Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4, the Bible is very clear. The Bible will read to say, where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say to him, what are you doing? And by now we have seen that authority and power are synonymous. Amen. Say amen. amen. They are what? Synonymous. What do we mean by synonymous? They work together. They are similar in function. Yeah? They are very much related to each other. Say amen to that. So when you hear of authority, never miss power. Are we together? I'm teaching you to know these things because they are very helpful for your journey as a child of God. Remember I told you that for a child of God, we have a tool which is called the word of God, isn't it? And why is it a tool which you can use? It's because it carries with it power, authority. And if you're a child of God who is genuine, you must be excited that there is this authority in this word. Meaning you begin to change your approach in the way you look at this word. From a mere word which you want to read and study to something that you are proud of. Say amen. amen. And I'm using these words very careful. Proud of, have you ever found, seen somebody who has found something they are looking for? They are very proud. Eh? They are very proud. I found this. Listen to me. Mm -hmm. If you are a genuine believer, you get this truth I'm teaching you right now. To know that after all, being a child of God, having this weight, is actually to my advantage. You'll be very proud. Now, this proud pride will lead you, number one, to study it, to know more about it. So that even when you apply it in your life, it will be because you know it will work. Say amen. amen. Why will it work? Because we are beginning to see that this word has authority. And we've just looked at it. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 
that where there is authority, there is what? Eh? Where the word of a king is. Now, when he talks about the word of a king, he's talking about, you know, where you hear of a king, what must rush into your mind? Authority. authority. There's no one who is a king and they're down. So when, you, when you're talking about kingship, you are seeing authority. Apart from that, don't miss this one. You're also seeing what? Power. Are you catching something? Now, I'm bringing this to see, to help you know that you're not cheap. God did not allow you to be his child with this word for nothing. As long as you have this word, you should know that you carry with you something you must be proud of. Something you must treasure. That's what I'm saying. That The moment you, see, you get to know this truth I'm teaching you now, you will not be lazy in reading this word. You say, I want to know more about this word because I've discovered this word has authority. And you know, as we, we shall continue looking at what we are supposed to be learning, that the exercise of this word, when you, you know the truth about it, you speak the word with this knowledge, this understanding. Remember in Acts, I think chapter 19 or so, somewhere there, there are these sons of Sceva who imitated Paul. You remember? They were imitating the good see that Paul, when he uses this word, what was happening? Things were happening. Ah, this is nice. They got so excited. I think we can also use this word. Now, look at that. The heathens were admiring those believers who knew the authority behind this word. They said, ah, this also do? Do it, isn't it? Did it work for them? The simple reason it didn't work is because it's not by accident. <laughs> Hello? It works because you are. You are a child of God and you know that this word works. That's when it works. That's why I'm saying that the moment you, are, you grasp this truth, I'm helping you to understand. You'll be proud of this word. In their pride, it's not just sitting, I'm proud of this word. No. You seek, you study, you learn more about it, you want to know more. You know, we're in the season for God's promises, you know, standing on God's promises. So you want, what has, what has God promised? He says, I'm the Lord that healeth. Oh, you're the God that healeth. God, I thank you for this word. You sickness, what are you doing in my body? Why are you doing that? You are applying it because you one, you know the word. Number two, you know this word has no authority. And you know where the authority is? Power. So, basically, all I'm saying is this. As a child of God, never miss this. You're not cheap. Hello? You're not cheap. Because if you cheapen yourself, it's like you've cheapened God. You've cheapened Jesus Christ. Because you're in the image of who? Christ. That's what the Bible says. Now, you can imagine, in real sense, when you're a child of God, you're in the image of Christ, but you, you reduce yourself. That's why it doesn't work for you. Not that this word can't work. It doesn't work because you yourself, you moved yourself from where you are supposed to be as a child of God with this authority. Where there's a word of a king, there's what? Power. Now look at this. It says, and who may say to him, what are you doing? Meaning, the authority you carry with this word cannot be questioned. It cannot be wasted. 
Meaning, the moment you say it, what should happen to the devil? Yes, sir. Yes, madam. You have seen, most of you in those days, especially when we were still that side, how I, can, I could tell this demon, demon, can you now begin to remove what you, are, what, what you have? It will begin to remove. Can you now turn right? You turn right. Left. Why is this demon obeying? It's because the authority that a child of God carries. And this child of God knows that I carry this power. You shall know the truth. And the truth will do what? Simple. But so many of us, because we don't know this truth, we are still in bound. Listen to me. No matter how much I can pray for you, every Sunday I lay my hands and you become bored. If you don't catch this truth, I'll be wasting my time. But the moment you catch the truth, one prayer is enough to turn you around. You begin to do it yourself. I hope you're catching something. So, this is something I want to emphasize on as we continue this nice topic to say, be proud of being a child of God because God has armed you with his word. This word has authority. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. This word has what? Authority. And you need to know that, you need to exercise that because it's meant for you. Now, in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 15 beginning, Proverbs chapter 8 says, By me, kings reign. Now listen, I'm still bringing you to who you are as a child of God. But you're not cheap. You are at a level of a king. Say amen. Mm-hmm. You are at a level of what? A king. And we know that a king carries with him what? Authority. says, by me kings reign. And the rulers decree justice. <laughs> rulers do what? Decree justice. Hey, I can give you so much. Meaning, you cannot just be saying I'm a child of God without enforcing justice. You must reach a stage where you know I'm there as a king, as a prince to decree. That's why if you go to Job chapter 22, verse 28 up to 30, it says, you will also declare a thing. Are you getting me? And it will be established for you. He's talking to somebody like you who is supposed to be a child of God. He says, you will declare, meaning, I don't want this to happen to me. You are declaring. The Bible, according to Job chapter 22, verse 28, going downward, it says it will be established. Meaning, that thing will agree with you. It will agree with you on one principle. The level you are as a king. Say amen. amen. And this king knows he or she has what? Authority and power. So now you are exercising who you are. Hello. Amen. You are exercising who you are according to Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4. Hmm? Where there's a king, there's what? Authority or power. And who can say, what are you doing? In other words, it's expected of kings, of princes to speak. And questions. I wish you would understand that. I'll say that for the sake of someone. Meaning to say, 
in the spiritual realm, the way God has designed you, he expects you to rise to a level whereby you begin to decree. You begin to speak. Eh? You shall say, you declare a thing. That's what is expected of you. Nothing less than that. So if you don't exercise it, number one, it will be because of your ignorance. You have refused to agree with your maker. You have refused to agree with Jesus that this is who you are. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very, very strong on that one. It will be because one, you are ignorant or two, you are just stubborn. You don't want to do what God expects you to do. So you want to behave like somebody who is not, who is not a child of God, who is not a king, who is not a prince. And yet scripture which I've given you tells you and me that that's the level we are expected to operate from. Anything less than that, we are playing church. Anything, we're we just coming to church for the sake of they will see me, I've gone to church. From there, you are still ordinary. Nothing significant about you. But is that what God wants you to be? That's why we're having these studies. These studies are to expose you to who you are supposed to be and do it. Stop being a churchgoer. Stop. Graduate from that because you know the truth. It's the truth that will help you to say, no, I can't continue living a life like I'm ordinary. When my God says I'm not ordinary, when my God says I'm a king, when my God says I can say something and he will endorse it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. The only problem we have here is this. God will never force it on you. It's either you hear what is being taught, you agree with it, or you still come out of this place even worse than you, you came. That's where the problem is. How I wish it is forced on you, say, whether Mark likes it or not, what I'm teaching is going to do it. How I wish it was so. But unfortunately, no matter how nice I can share with you this truth, at the end of the day, you are the one who, who decides whether to, to go with it or not. To say, ah, Papa, that's what he says. Just let him finish. <laughs> I'm going back to my style. <laughs> eh? Of what? Not reading the Bible? Because you don't want to, to, to get more of the truth. So that you can, you can apply it. You don't want. Two, I'll just show them that I've come to church. Because if they don't, I don't come, they'll say, ah, why is my baby church? You are still ordinary. And yet there's so much truth that has been brought to your attention. That's what the Bible says. Those who are taught, much is expected from them. I'll tell you the truth. It will be better you didn't come. Then you learn what you are learning now and you still remain the same. The Bible says, it says that. It's better you are not taught. Are we together? Amen. By me, princes, what? Rule and nobles and all the judges of the earth. Says verse 17, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Mm. <laughs> riches and honor are with me, enjoying riches and righteousness. So we went to Job chapter 22, verse 28. Says, it will declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. Now look, look at verse 29. I love it. It says, When they cast you down, 
When they cast you down, they demean you. Hallelujah. And you say, you. <laughs> then they say, he's, he's finished. He's finished. But you rise up because you begin to know who you are. <laughs> eh? you, what are you saying now? This is what he says. You say, exhortation will come. You, you refuse to agree with what they are saying about you, where they want you to be down. You will say, this is what I know about myself. Exhortation will come. Listen to this. Then he says, then he will save the humble person. Thirty says, he will even deliver one who is not innocent. What you say? Even the one who is guilty to save you. I, I, I acquit you. <laughs> eh? Meaning this person is guilty, but because you are at a level where you know who you are, you even tell the one who is not innocent, you, I acquit you. And what will happen? Yes! He will be delivered by the purity of your hands. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you can decide who should, who should not. Mm-hmm. You will be delivered by the purity of your hands. You, at that level, you know who you are. And you stand on the truth. You must be saying loud this, amen. amen. So, what I'm trying to help you understand is that this subject of the authority of God's word is there to provoke you to love this word. Hello? To love this word. To go for this word. More than you ever gone up, you go for it. I want to know. Like I told you that we're in the season of God's promises. Why can't you run with those promises? Get to know them because you know behind that there is authority. Can I hear a big amen? amen. So last week we are revising. We came, we started with the word has divine authority. We spent enough time on that one. Then we came to say the word has divine power. Divine authority, divine power. So today, in the remaining minutes, I want us to look at number three. Jesus spoke the word of authority and power. Now, today we are going to get an example of a man called Jesus. Hello? Who exercised divine authority? Who exercised divine power? Jesus spoke. Say he spoke. Remember, I was just sharing with you about in Job chapter 22, from verse 28 to 30, where you shall say, meaning you will speak. In other words, the point I want to bring in this third thing is your word matters. Say, my word matters. My word matters. Don't mute when you have reached the level where I'm driving you at. Begin to know this, what is expected of you when it comes to confession. Begin to understand that that is expected of you. Hear me. There is no king who does not speak. You know that the level HH has is what he says. <laughs> Even if it's stupid, they will run with it. That's how bad it is when you reach that level. That's how bad. But you know, I'm now giving an example of a president. That this authority has, what he says. Now, I want to zero it down to your level as a child of God. 
Not as a child of God the way you know it. As a child of God who is a king. Hello. Who is what? Meaning, it is expected of you to say. What you say, may they hear it. That's why I gave those scriptures. Job 22. Proverbs chapter 8. Verse 15. 16. That what you say, there's something that is expected of you to be said. And when you say it with this kind of, of, of understanding, this kind of revelation of who you are, God, God is saying this. Just know you'll be heard. Just know you'll be heard. Meaning even sickness must hear you. Jobless must hear you. Whatever, it must what? Hear you. That's the level God has placed you. That's why we are looking at it. Jesus spoke the word of authority and power. Because when you go to Luke chapter 4, write it down. Luke chapter 4, this is the time when Jesus was just starting ministry. Remember in Luke chapter 4 verse 18, when Jesus was talking about it, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed. It was just the first time he entered in church. After the four days of prayer and fasting, now he's ministering. The ministry has started. Hello. And the first thing he's, when he started the ministry is to show the hearers what he carries. Now, verse 18 is very important. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim. Now, the word proclaim means he's going to be speaking. He's going to be what? Speaking. So, all he's telling them, said, from now on was, hear me. <laughs> My mouth will not be shut. Hallelujah. I pray for you. May you carry that grace. The grace to speak. Not just speaking because he's speaking. You are speaking with the revelation of what God expects of you. This is what Jesus was telling them. He says, from now onwards, I'll proclaim. And you see what he says. Proclaim liberty to the what? To the captives. Captives are people who are held in any bondage. Whether poverty, sickness, failure, mention it. Barrenness is all poverty. They need to be, to be liberated. The captives. And he says, and the recovery of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Set them. Now, that same kind of approach is what God expects you to do. So when you hear somebody is oppressed, when you feel oppressed, just know you've got the grace to be set at liberty. Say amen. amen. Now, when he spoke those words in church, now, you go to 32, he's starting now. Eh? Let's read verse 32. says, And they were astonished at his teaching. Now, hear what he says. He says, For his word, say his word, his word. was with authority. They are beginning to notice a difference. Remember, it was not the first time they were hearing the word of God. They were the Pharisees, the scribes, who were teaching from the same Bible, if I use today's language. But the, when Jesus came on the scene, something was different. Amen. What was that which was different? Authority. Huh? Authority. 
Say authority. authority. Ah, I pray for you. May this knowledge, this understanding, begin to show and bring authority in your language in the name of Jesus. Amen. It, listen to me. This is in any area of your life. Any area. You can use this authority which Jesus Christ showed us. Now we are getting the example from Jesus. And when Jesus came, he was demonstrating to each one of us to say that this is how you ought to be. He was not trying to show off that I'm Jesus, oh, oh Tarzan from the Anglo of Africa, oh, oh, no. He was demonstrating to say, this must be your lifestyle. You are a king. And the people were astonished. Now the word astonished is really a word that shows you people were in Tonga, we say, Bagambwa. <laughs> isn't it? Amen. Those of you who understand Tonga, isn't it? Gambwa is a strong word, isn't it? Yes, yes. Meaning your mouth can be like this. What they saw, they will even say, Marweza. Hmm? It's like it has never happened. Marweza. Tabona Marweza. Tabona Marweza. If they were Tonga, they would say, Tabona Marweza. They will go home and say, They will say, You didn't go to church. Soon Tabona Marweza. Tabona Marweza. Amen. Amen. <laughs> eh? I'm telling you the truth. I could imagine that day when they were going to their home to tell those who didn't go to church, you, you missed today. You missed today. What happened? Ha, 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 ha. It was fire. Hallelujah. Amen. And this had to do with what Jesus Christ was doing. Doing by saying. Say Amen. amen. Verse 36. Then they were all amazed. Now it went to go to another stage. <laughs> eh? Gambling. I don't know what other word for, for gambling. What's the other word? In Tonga. Chuma. I don't Tonga. So. Eh? They were amazed. The Bible said they were amazed. And spoke among themselves, saying, What a word this is. Now hear what they are saying. For with authority and power. He commands the unclean spirits and they come out. Jesus, like I said, he was not doing this to show off. He was doing this to show you and me that this is how it ought to be. Amen. This is how it ought to be done. By you. Because if you go in Luke chapter 9, verse 1, he says, Then he called his 12 disciples together. Now listen what he did. And he gave them power and authority. Over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So we could see that what he was showing them in Luke chapter 4 when he was just beginning. In chapter 9 he said, you must do it also. Amen. Are we together? Amen. You must what? Do it. Luke chapter 10 verse 1 he says, after these things the Lord appointed 70 others also. And sent them two by two before his face into every city and place where he himself was about to go. Amen. Amen. He sent them, go. Because in verse 9 he says, and heal the sick there. And say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's see what happened in verse 17 when they, when they returned. Hmm. Then the seventy returned. Say the return. Say the return. I pray for you. 
after these teachings, these sessions, you will return with a testimony. Amen. I said you will return with a testimony. Amen. This is what it ought to be. They returned. Now hear what they were saying. They returned with joy, saying, Lord, <laughs> Lord, he says, even the demons are subject to us. <laughs> All they were saying, me, me, Kajamu, I will tell this demon out. And those obeying Jesus. <laughs> they were so joyous, so happy. Jesus, listen to me. Me, I saw today. Demon. It was obeying me. I would tell it, jump. It was jumping. Now, now imagine picture. Jesus is looking at them. I don't know whether it was one by one they were coming. I could imagine they all said, Jesus, it's me who's talking now. <laughs> this one said, No, it's me who should talk. Jesus, listen. Me, there was a demon. Jesus, it was, I just told it, get out. Jesus, it rained. <laughs> I've never seen such a Jesus. Ah, no, I'm powerful. Listen to me. May that be true with you. Amen. Reach a stage where you know this is not the, just in the Bible. It's written for you to get it and apply it. Amen. Am I communicating? Amen. Am I communicating? Amen. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. <laughs> and hear what he just said to them. He says, I saw Satan <laughs> fall like lightning oh. from heaven. I saw you. As you were there, me, I was sitting there. Where, where you left me? How could you see me? He said, oh, they are doing it now. Mm-hmm. So he said, nevertheless, behold, I give you authority to trample on the serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. He says, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is nothing. He was just helping. He said, look, what you've seen is nothing. Don't even say, no, nothing will hurt you. Meaning, the level where you are, you carry authority. You carry power. What you are seeing must always obey you. They will not hurt you. You know, if you can know that I'm not going to be hurt by this demon, I don't know how you're going to feel. Say amen to that. Amen. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. All he was telling you that these are small things. Casting out is a small thing. Casting out poverty is a small thing. It's nothing. You are too big. He was telling that that's nothing. Your your level, you are too big. I know you haven't been seeing. That's why you are so happy. You are so you think. But listen to me. He was telling you this. Your level is too high. You are a king. That's what you should be. To be ordering. That's your lifestyle. They will not hurt you. You have your authority. But he said, what you should be happy about is this. That, but rather, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Amen. Why? Because whatever we are doing, our finality is heaven. Our finality is what? Heaven. Are you catching something? Amen. So Jesus becomes our example. The words of Jesus contained not only the authority of God, but the power. It contained life. It contained energy. And that ability of God, say amen. Amen. The ability of what? God. Why the ability of God? Say faith. Faith. What is faith? Faith. 
you see God in his word. That when you speak this word, you're not speaking, you're just saying, God, do it. I wish you can catch it from that angle. You say, I'm not telling the devil me. I'm only speaking the word. And when I speak the word, I'm allowing God, by faith, to do it. Hello. Amen. We see the divine authority of this word when he cursed the fig tree. Now, if you go to Matthew 21, Matthew 21, let's go there, then then we'll be done for today. Matthew 21, listen, verse 17. Let me read it for you. Then he left them and went out of the city of Bethany and lodged there, verse 18. Now, in the morning, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. You can see Jesus was human, eh? He was what? Hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. Seeing a fig tree, meaning it was a season when fig trees should do, have what? Fruit. But when he came, he found nothing. He must have been very angry. Remember he was hungry. When you're hungry, you want to eat, isn't it? And you expect to find the food. Now see what he did. He found nothing on it but leaves. And he said, Say he said. He said. Say he said. said. Mark that. Didn't imagine. He said it because he was a king. A king says. And he said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. (laughs) He just said, you from today. No fruit. He said it. I know some of you are saying, ah, can you use Jesus? No. It's the, when you are a king, is what you say. Hello? So the point I'm trying to inculcate on this evening is that you are at a level where what you say matters. Don't cheapen yourself. The example of Jesus is an example of showing you that because Jesus knew the level he was, he, what he said had to matter. Are we together? So he just told this fig tree, you are supposed to have fruit now, you are not having fruit, then that will be your portion. (laughs) That will be what? Your portion. Since you don't want to to bear fruit in dry season, now you remain like that the rest of your life. He just said it. Now let's see. Immediately, say immediately. Immediately. The fig tree withered away. I pray for you. By this revelation. By this grace, Amen. as you rise up to your level, Amen. as you speak, Amen. so shall it be in Jesus' name. Amen. I release you to your level, Amen. the level to say, Amen. and so it is Amen. in Jesus' name. Amen. Meaning, don't fear that which. When you come out of this expository teaching, know what you carry. Amen. Don't chip and don't bring yourself down again. That's why I'm giving the example of Jesus Christ. I gave the example of the disciples who we told them, see, this is who you are. They went, they did it, and it happened. And it worked for them. It can work for you. They spoke the word. He showed them that this is how we do it. We speak because of the level we are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The level we are, we speak. We're not low level, we're high level. We speak. Say amen. Amen.
Verse 20. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, Ah! How did this fig tree wither away so soon? <laughs> Say so soon. So soon. Ah! This is so soon. Meaning they said, okay, maybe at least for one month or one year, we could have. But so soon. It tells you that it's not the time. It's not the duration. What works is your weight. That issue that you've been praying for, that issue that has troubled you, from today, as you come out of this, you shall speak and God shall endorse it. Amen. I say it shall happen for you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's what we must be and do in this season. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. I hope God has spoken to you through this teaching. My prayer is that you'll be encouraged to know that you're not cheap. You're too high. That's why the devil is constantly fighting you. He wants to discourage you so that you can say it's nothing. That's why I feel sorry for some people who, don't, who have chosen not to be coming for these teachings. Because these teachings are there, they're, they're deep. Unfortunately, it's very difficult to teach like this on Sunday. It's very difficult. And by God has given me the grace to expose the scripture. That's what the grace has given me. That's the grace you fall under. To expose scripture. But that is not good enough until you practice it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Okay. Rise up. Begin to thank God for that which you have learned.